My wife and I recently got a puppy, and let's just say he's a little bit mouthy, meaning he bites on everything. And that can be your arm, too. It's like we're constantly saying, gentle, gentle, gentle. You know, we live in a biting culture. Harmful words, hurtful actions. A little bit of gentleness could be really helpful in today's culture. Gentleness is one of those virtues that makes life easier on the other person, not just yourself. So how is it that I develop gentleness in my life? That's what we're going to talk about on today's Full Life Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Full Life Podcast by Grace Church, where we hope to inspire challenge and clarify your next steps in faith. I'm David Lawson, and we are in a series of conversations about how to exchange the life that you have for the life that you want. We're talking about nine qualities that if we embrace them and incorporate them into our lives, they'll transform how we live and they'll transform the relationships that are around us. And today, we are talking about the power of gentleness. And if you happen to miss any of the conversations that we've had previously, I encourage you to go back and to listen to them. And as always, throughout this conversation, I have Pastor Randy Moomalt with me, one of the worship pastors here at Grace Church. Welcome back, Randy. Good to talk with you about this powerful quality of gentleness. Thank you, Dave. Always good to hang out with you. Well, Randy, um, it might be obvious to most of us, but uh, one of the reasons this is a, probably a tough quality for people, especially when it comes, especially for men or people who are assertive in their character, is that there's a stigma that's attached to this word or this quality of gentleness, particularly in our culture today. Absolutely. We often think of gentleness as being weak, like the person isn't able to stand up for themselves. But I think the opposite is true. I think gentleness is the strength to bring our desires under control. I think of a Clydesdale horse, these big, massive animals, but they yield to the reign of their master. I was, remember being at a funeral. I know this is kind of odd to freak out, but I remember being at a funeral and the pastor talking about the deceased. And he was, uh, he was a strong man. He was, he was a man's man. And he was a farmer, raised his family well. Obviously, he had gotten up in his years and didn't quite have the physical strength that he had had before. But the pastor, it, it was striking to me because he said, and he was a gentle man. And I thought, wow, if that is what it means to be gentle, give me more of that. That's what I want. Because I wanted the qualities that this man had in his life and were demonstrated in his life and the legacy that he had left in his life. I, I wanted that for myself. Wow. I often speak of my dad because I respect him so much. I remember as a kid, I have this memory, and I may have shared this with you before, but uh, things were getting a little tense between my mom and dad, and through the thin walls, I could hear her voice elevating a little bit. But then I finally hear my dad simply say, well, Ev, and just he brought the conversation down 10 decibels. And that's such a great life lesson for me in those moments when things get heated up, just to drop the decibels a bit. Yeah, if we can get past this idea, and that, that took strength for your dad, because we know how it is, you know, when there is a little bit of tension, you know, it's kind of get to the higher voice, you know, and it keeps escalating and so forth, but it takes a lot of self-control, it takes a lot of gentleness in order to bring 
that down to bring that strength. What I could do versus what I should do. You know, making the choice for what I should do. If we can get past this idea that gentleness is the same as genteel, that's, it's not the same. Um, being gentle is, I think what we're talking about is being gentle is not being weak. It's not being a wimp. It's not being a doormat. Uh, gentleness really is strength. It's strength and power. And going back to that illustration that you gave earlier about the Clydesdale, I think about a wild stallion. You know, we've all seen these movies, these pictures of these wild, very strong, beautiful animals. But the power and strength is all for themselves, right? But you tame that stallion. They have exactly the same power and the strength that they had out in the wild, but now their power and their strength is harnessed for the purpose of their master. And that's really the picture, isn't it? that the scripture gives to us about what a gentle person is. It's that strength and that's power, that power under control. And so I took the liberty of writing down six uh, areas or six qualities, six ways that gentleness can be expressed in our lives. And it might be surprising to people uh, what the biblical authors or how the biblical authors describe gentleness and how it's demonstrated in our lives. There's really a, a manifold, it's a, it's a multiple way that gentleness is actually described, uh, how, how gentleness is described to be lived out in our lives. And so what I would like to do is I'd like to name them and then I want to kind of get your response to them. The first one is that gentleness empowers others. What do you, what do you think about that? What scripture comes to your mind maybe when you think about uh, gentleness being something that empowers other people? Well, we read in Matthew 20, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as a son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. I really think a gentle person, their first register is to think about other people. Even though they're strong, they're not weak but they're thinking about others and everything they do. Well, it takes a lot of strength to, to get the attention off yourself, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. You know, Jesus talks here about not lording it over. And uh, that, that, that statement that he made in those verses is not so with you. That's an exchange, isn't it? I'm exchanging how I want it to be or, uh, well, yeah, how I want it to be with how it should be. It's, uh, I have the ability, I have, I have the, because of my position or because of my role, I could do this, but I'm choosing not to do it for the ben- benefit of somebody else. What I love about this, this teaching is Jesus didn't say, not so with you, go figure it out. He said, no, this is what I did. Watch what I did right. and do it. So it empowers others. I think that's one of the ways, you know, when we're finding so- ourselves in a situation where, we might want to exercise that control. Instead, uh, harness gentleness, harness that strength, and use it to empower others. There's another way that gentleness is described, and that is by restoring others. Not just empowering others, but restoring others. In Galatians 6, we read this, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person mm. gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted carry each other's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. I love that idea of restoring someone gently, walking up, putting your arm around them, and not from across the room yelling so 20 people can hear it. Yeah. Big difference. Big difference. And keeping those conversations private. Um, Sometimes those conversations have to take place, 
you know. Uh, but why? It's for the benefit of the other person. It's not because of something you did to me or, you know, sometimes that, that happens. But the whole purpose of that conversation is I want to help you get better at this. Uh, and I'm not doing it in a haughty way. I just, I just want, to, I want to invest in your life in this way. You know, we had the strength in those situations either to restore or to destroy. Mm-hmm. You know, our words can destroy somebody. We like to, sometimes when we have the advantage we like to play on that advantage, put that person under our thumb and squeeze it out of them. And that's just not what a gentle person is. That's the way the world would do it, but that's really not what a gentle person would that do. That is not serving your neighbor. That's, that's right. That's not loving your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's for sure. There's another way that gentleness is demonstrated, and that's by communicating love. I don't know if you're ready for this. This verse is really convicting. (laughs) A really short, really simple verse that packs a punch. Colossians 3.19. Husbands, love your wives. Do not be harsh with them. Yeah. Oof. And it's easy to read, easy to think about. But when you're in the trenches of it, you know, not being harsh with the one you love is challenging at times. Yeah. And certainly we we don't want to dismiss that. The focus of that is on our, our wives, for us men who are married, um, but it's, it's also to other people and to especially people or family. Because we, we've talked about this before, how it's so easy to be harsh with people that we say we love the most. <laughs> but, uh, and I've, I've actually studied that passage a little bit. And one of the things that is kind of intimated in that is that not just harsh with what I say, what comes out. But what I what I think in my heart, yep. you know, there there shouldn't be that harshness in my heart. Now, certainly, we don't want to. That's a, that's the next good check and balance for it not right. to come out. But that's that's the depth of the transformation that really needs to happen in my life. That I'm a gentle man, not only in the exterior, but I'm gentle what's going with what's going on in my heart. And you and I both know what's brewing in your heart eventually finds its way out. It sure does. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another way that gentleness is demonstrated is by respecting others. Now, a lot of what we're talking about falls under this category of respect, but I want to draw it out uh, a little bit more particularly. Um, what are you thinking about that in terms of uh, respect demonstrating gentleness? Yeah, First Peter 3.15 has some great words. It says, but in your heart, revere Christ Jesus as Lord, always being ready to give an answer to those who ask you about the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Mm. I love that idea when people ask about, you know, why do you believe what you do? Instead of just beating them over the head with all these facts and just arrogance maybe, but just come at it from a spirit of gentleness. Yeah. We could use a lot of that today. Sure could. Not just with our position in faith, because you and I are followers of Jesus. We, we're Christians. But when you think about opinions in the workplace, when you think about political opinions, when you think about you know any any manner of differences that there might be, uh, positions that people might hold, you can have that conversation. It's okay to have that conversation, but with gentleness and respect, respecting the other. You know, um, that person believes what they believe for a reason, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it could be that uh, it might be misdirected for whatever reason, but. You, you don't have to be disrespectful uh, when you're talking to them about it. It's one of the ways that we can demonstrate gentleness. And I think gentleness is uh, the forerunner to civility. You know, oh, just, yeah. just in common everyday life, when you begin with gentleness, your relationships begin to flourish. Yeah, for sure. People like being around you. They do. It's, it's like uh, a little bit of honey goes a long <laughs> way, right? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Here's another one. Diffuse conflict. Mm. We've already kind of, we've ventured into those waters a little bit with this. But, you know, uh, rather than adding to the conflict, you know, diffusing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of scripture that, that talks about that. Sure is. Proverbs 51 is one of those. A gentle answer turns away wrath, mm. but a harsh word stirs up anger. You've seen it. Yeah. You've been in a conversation and someone just, you know, just keeps adding fuel to the fire and it just doesn't end until finally somebody's willing to just throw in a gentle word and just bring it back down. Yeah, and I like the, the description of that verse too. Uh, it turns away wrath. It does a U-turn. <laughs> it's like it's coming your way and it does a U-turn. Just a, the power of a, of a gentle word in that situation. But you want to talk about strength under control. It's like, I could say this. I might feel like I have a right to say it, but I'm not going to. For the good of the situation, for the good of the other person. Now, there might be another time that I talk about this, but it's going to be different. Um, The circumstances are going to be different when I do it. James speaks of that too when he talks about the tongue. He refers oh. to it as a fire. <laughs> you know, and you think of this forest that a tiny little spark sets on fire. Yep. In the same way, a harsh word, it can just set off everything. No doubt about that. It's like a, a match to, to, to gasoline. It just, there is so much power in our words. You know, think about the transformation that could happen in our lives if we just exchange the words that we use. Uh, not, not, not to dismiss everything else we've talked about, but that one change would make a big difference, right? Because uh, James even said, you know, if we can control our tongue, we can control everything, yep. right? So a uh, diffused conflict. All right, the next one is expect the best. I love this. This is, this is uh, transformative for me because it's all about perspective and uh, perspective really influences my life for sure. Some great words in Proverbs 17. Verse nine, whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Mm. Boy, if you see something that's going on wrong, why do you need to repeat it? You know, go to that person in love, like we learned in Galatians six, work it out between you. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't air it out there. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Let's not, let's not put it on social media for the whole world to see. Um, I like I like what Paul, how Paul described love in 1 Corinthians 13. He said that love believes all things and hopes all things. And there might be reason for you to, uh, for a, a person to believe that what happened uh, was with ill intent or whatever. But I can, I'm going to make the choice it, with, with gentleness. I'm going to make the choice to, for that to be, for the opportunity for that not to be intentional, or that someone didn't mean to do it. You know, I don't know how many times uh, I've had a conversation with somebody where uh, they will have thought that somebody had this ill intent. And I, did you did you talk to them about it? No, no, no. I, I just know that they wanted to harm me with it. Well, maybe if you just had a conversation with them, I bet that if you called them up, texted them, uh, you know, uh, went, went to their door and talked to them, they'd probably say, Oh my goodness, I had no idea. I did, I did not mean for it to come across that way. Forgive me for doing that, you know, uh, because most of the time that, that's probably the case. Yeah. I like the idea of expecting the best. You know, it takes a lot of self-control. It takes a lot of gentleness, a lot of strength under control to expect the best rather than allowing that hurt to fester that's in so my good. life. I had a friend the other day that texted me and said, I, I said something and I'm afraid I made a you may have taken the wrong way. Mm. And I loved how we wanted to keep yeah. things clear and keep our accounts short. 
Yeah. Made my day. Well, that's a, that's a good thought. I like that. Keep short accounts. Uh, that's really a good step. As we move into some next steps that maybe we can say take some tangible next steps, I think keep short accounts definitely is one of them. Don't let something go, uh, which doesn't mean you lambast somebody. You go in there expecting the best with their interest in mind. You could do something else, but you're choosing to do something and you do it another way, and you're going to uh, build into that person rather than to try to, you're going to try to restore rather than to destroy. That's a good one. So maybe one of the things that we can do related to uh, uh, keeping short accounts is take a look at all of our relationships, you know, work relationships, at home, friendships, whatever. Um, where do we need to kind of shore those up? Where, what conversations do we need to have, admit our wrong in something, and really try to fix it? And then identify those relationships where we might have trouble being gentle. And actually write them down. Now, this is you want to want to write it down and tear it up because you don't <laughs> you don't want anybody to see it. But it's like write down a name of somebody and and maybe even when you are most likely to be harsh. Wow. And make the choice. Uh, agree with God. I'm going to make a choice here to do it differently. I'm not going to do it the same way. And then ask God to empower you for that. So write down the name. Um, identify the circumstances when, uh, when you might choose to be harsh, um, and then agree that with God that, you know, i got to do something about that, and then ask for his strength to do it. Like all these qualities we've been talking about, we're going to go back to it again. I know it's like beating the same drum over and over again, but these are qualities that, that are part of who God is. You know, aren't you glad that he's gentle towards us? And they are brought out uh, in our lives as a result of our relationship. So ask him to empower us to uh, to be gentle in those situations. And maybe one really practical last step is when the conversation starts getting heated, yeah. to be the first one to lower the decibels. Yeah, There's no weakness in that, but it shows strength that you're able to, to control your voice. Yeah. So the theme that's running through this whole gentleness thing is our relationships. Sure is. It's all about our relationships. Where, we, where we're going to fail on the gentleness side is in our relationships. So those are some good next steps. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate that. Well, we hope that this conversation has been helpful for you and helping you take your next step in your own faith journey. Remember that Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. And part of experiencing that full life, that abundant life, is learning to be gentle in our relationships with other people. And uh, we hope that you experience that for yourself. If you don't have a church home, you're certainly welcome to join us. You can always go to worcestergrace.org. That's W-O-O-S-T-E-R grace.org. And you can learn about the times and locations where we meet and then the times that our services are streamed. And uh, hopefully you can continue taking these next steps in your own spiritual journey and developing gentleness and these other qualities in your life.